Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host as always, Dustin P. And on this episode, we dive into Chapter 22 of AMC's Into the Badlands, entitled Blackwind Howls. Oh. But before we dive into the episode, please allow me to introduce my co-host. He's the oh you heard in the background. <laughs> as always, Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, buddy? What's going on, dude? Oh uh, well, we had a brief hiatus. We had like a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that was all for. I guess it was just Memorial Day, and AMC had other programming <laughs> planned. Fucking the Godfather marathon, of course, or some <laughs> shit like that. I don't even know what it is, but I... Fredo, you broke my heart. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So, for the sake of brevity, we dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Mm-hmm. Genius, what was your take on this episode? I, I dug this episode. This was an interesting episode. I like the, how it's broken down into, like, so we have Badlands and um, Wasteland. Yeah. And both stories are getting, like, really in-depth now. Yep, I'm digging it. So like we've done on a couple previous episodes, we're going to go ahead and segment it, just like you said, in the Badlands and Wastelands. Mm-hmm. So, Genius, your pick. Which one would you like to dive into first? Ooh, let's go into Wastelands. Awesome. So that takes us with Sunny and Baggy, mm-hmm. and we get a new character. We actually yeah. discover Baggy's ex-wife. <laughs> I, I guess you can get married in the Badlands slash Wastelands. I guess so. Why not? I mean... And, and we get a little bit more of Baggy's backstory, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So we were introduced with Baggy's ex-wife, Lily, mm-hmm. and she is exactly what you would think if you know the character of Baggy. She is exactly what you would think his ex-wife would be. She's sassy. <laughs> That's what you could say. She's sassy and salty. But I like that that we're still world building, you know? Because the fir- the first scene we're into this like water water world barter town, yeah. you know? And that was a really good dope intro scene. When they first come in and they're playing that weird like spike game and there's like dog fighting and yeah, it's shit. Yeah, like it's like a mumbledy peg with a spike that comes up through your hand instead of your foot. Right? It was like, like cause I guess like their version of like Russian roulette since there is no well, guns, but I mean I guess it's not to your temple. But then to introduce the character that way... And then to have that, it was a really dope fight scene. And I was even like, that's a good fight scene because I love watching Badgie fight. Yeah. There's just something yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, watching a, it's, it's like watching Kung Fu Panda. We yeah. said it before on the show. He's fucking awesome. And I'm like, yeah, fucking go. And he's like, were well, you going to join in? you going to join in? And, he's, and Sonny's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, Sonny's just he's over like, there drinking. And I got the baby. I got the baby. And then like... Finally, when shit went bad, he was like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta go in. And, like, the baby was like, all right. And then Sonny comes in and does that, like, weird uh, papoose foo. He's doing, like, he's, yeah, he's still like, a baby in there, <laughs> taking her out in the... It's, it's like, like weird <laughs> Jedi training. He's still got Henry on his back in, like, a Yoda pouch. Right? And he's kicking ass. Still fucking shit up. And then just, like, AMC's in the... And then, no, it even got better when they go outside and they're, like, fucking fighting with eels and yeah, shit. Yeah, with, like... <laughs> Squiddly Diddly, Baggy smacking people with eels and, and, and using just, using squids as like right? nunchucks. <laughs> that was great. It was like all like just squiddly diddly down, just like fucking. And so I know she, some. I know some people. You know, Lance from Uruguay and Benny from Benin <laughs> might, might be sitting there going, "What really? A squid? Come on now!" But it wasn't like it was comical, right? But it was but it worked, like, but effective. It was Jackie Chan. Yeah, it was Jackie yeah, it was, Chan. It was fighting. very much Jackie Chan, fighting. right? Right, because, like, you know, Jackie Chan will fight with squids and fucking eels. I mean, he's done it before. That's, every, that's everyday life for Jackie Chan. <laughs> hey, man, it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> right? <laughs> so fucking, 
that was a great opening scene. A great way to introduce, like, the X-Live. Like, how do you know? Oh, the X-Live. AMC, right? I was like, bravo. Bravo. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we see the traveling companionship between Baji, Lily, and Sonny, mm-hmm. along with Henry and Toe. And apparently Lily has this boat that, you know, she, she uh, I guess... Procured in some weird way. You wrecked my boat, you fucking goon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they have to get out of this, you know, this water world barter town. Mm-hmm. So Sunny and Baji join her on this little like river quest, and she alludes to it a couple different times. And she talks about you know how she kind of gets a, like a pass from the River King, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen since for a while. Yeah, since you know the the beginning of season two, mm-hmm. early early on, right? So. She tells us how we get how she gets this pass from the River King, and she's pretty much able to do whatever she needs to do mm-hmm. as long as she pays, I guess, a tithe mm-hmm. o- almost or homage to the River King, right? You know, to kind of keep his armies at bay and whatnot. So, but during the during the episode when they do the snippets on Baggy and Sunny, we see that Sunny is starting to have all these flashbacks mm-hmm. after he met with Ankara. He's like, I've been here before. He's got that weird shining thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like seeing memories of the past, like <laughs> Young Sunny Chronicles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, yeah, that was an interesting take, and I liked how they dispersed it. Once again, they kind of almost even broke it up into two separate stories. Yep. You had you had the Sunny going off on his um, like not vision quest, but his shining shit, right? And then you had Badgie, nice try, Badgie. Oh, dude, yeah. Badgie's just trying to get him some in the wasteland, trying to trying to like you know rekindle an old flame because that was some cold blooded shit. And then like and that was a very interactive thing. She was always cold. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, even to Sunny, but it kind of deservingly so. You know, but it was always a weird tit for tat whenever they were going. Uh, Sunny and uh, I'm sorry, Baggy and Lily were going at it because it was a will they won't they. But still, we knew that they won't. You know? Right? Yeah, because she's pretty much turned off to the fact that you know he's betrayed her, double crossed her, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Because he said something really cool early on. He goes, "You got to shit. She's got to be more worried about me." Right. You know? And I was like, "Oh yeah, well yeah, okay." Because eventually, I kind of knew where it was going to go. Especially when she started talking about if I just pay tithe to the River King and all right. that kind of stuff. Once again, spoilers, you know. So uh, it was a good like, not MacGuffin, but a good like intro. Yeah, into and the it, it was it was nice. And- it was nice to be able to see a new character bring back an old character, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to weave those two stories together. Because I mean, like, like you said, they're doing an awesome job of world building, mm-hmm. even inside of season three. I mean, because as of now, I mean, we just thought back in season one that it was just the Badlands. Mm-hmm. You know, was everything else like a nuclear wasteland or whatnot? But no, we actually see that you know there are people thriving outside of the Badlands. Yeah, which is interesting because you get all of these new characters that are introduced. Maybe even just for an episode or part of an episode or whatnot, but I mean, seemingly we're going to see Lily for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to see the ex- you know the exploits of Sunny and Baggy still in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and continue on with Sunny and Baggy. We see that Sunny's having all these, I guess, visions or these these dreams yeah. about him being a young child, been on this boat, and and through his visions or dreams or whatever that is. We we get to see a little bit, little little snippets. I mean, it doesn't really divulge a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but we see smaller snippets of you know what happened to him when he was younger. Yeah. Um, 
we see at some point that the I guess siege mm-hmm. and Yar some- pirates be here. <laughs> Yar, we're here for the booty. Yeah. Well, before we go about the pirates, I when she was talking about like how she met Badgie and he was a pirate, yeah. I could totally see it in my head, like just like. Like the adventures of Blackbeard, like yar yar, with like Nug and Nick Bross running around. I want that to happen so bad. I, I think that would be an awesome little, you <laughs> like know, like a little flashback sequence. Right? <laughs> See, Bessie dressed up like a, you know, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, like some weird post-apocalyptic Ren Fair. Yeah, just go. <laughs> That'd be great. Be great have a talking parrot. You done fucked up now, Badgie. Yeah. Ah! You know, but it's like we alluded to. I mean, they've done a really good job of being able to bring back you know little pieces of you know the characters that that have happened in the past, and they mm-hmm. continue to build the characters that we have. And much like you know what you just said with Badgie, yeah. we find out in in his former life. You know, before we know, he's this you know, I guess kung fu artist. Yeah, you know, he's a monk. He studied with the master. We find out he was a pirate in a former life. So yeah, I mean, he's a jack yar, of- I'm all for it. Right? He's a jack of all trades, man. Badge, Badgie. Shit, he's the man, dude. And Sonny goes off and you know, tells Badgie that you know he's been on this boat before. He he doesn't know quite where because I mean his visions haven't com- completely you know kind of exposed themselves mm-hmm. in, in regards to you know finding out more of his backstory. But we do see that Sonny is saved. During that siege on the boat by yeah, someone? By the mystery man. Yeah. Yeah. So Who also knows how to control the powers. Is that the same mystery man? You're talking about like the pilgrim? No, 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 no. Or the person that locked up his, his right. dark power. Locked up his quite dark power. Quite possibly. Because is that the same guy? Because it quite possibly. I mean, and it possibly could be Waldo. Yeah. Right? Like a young Waldo. Yeah. Which would be awesome to see because they really need to bring back Stephen Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I still say Forrest Ghost movie of Martin Soskas, but that's that's just me. But um, no, then lo and behold, as they're on their quest, fucking they get jumped by pirates. Yes, and the pirate that we find out is the River King and his little army. <laughs> is Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, ex- that's exactly who I thought it's the River Jimmy King Hendrix. patterned his character off. Yeah, because of. even when they showed him in the first and the second season, like dude, he looks Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, man. I'm like, so the River King, and it, it, you know he's. Not the most charismatic as you... I mean, he's not boisterous like Baggy or whatnot, but he carries himself with a really cool charisma. Well, because he's the River King. You, Everybody, smugglers, and no matter what, he controls the river. Yeah. And so, if you want anything, even, like, the barons have to pay the River King. Yep. So, he's hot shit. And when the pirates came on the board, I was like, oh, fuck, you done fucked up now. Because, especially, right when he said, like, uh, and your baby, right? Yeah, I'm like, I was like all hell. You know, all hell. Mm-hmm. Sorry, River King. <laughs> oh, Lord! Oh, you, you weren't long for this world. Right? <laughs> and, you know, we always talk about the battle sequences and the fight choreography and whatnot, but to... Alright, so the thing I, I, I noticed with this, you get a, a small battle with Baji, with Lily, and with Sonny on the boat between mm-hmm. the River King's men and those guys. And even though you're on a boat, open air, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very non-confined, you still have a really claustrophobic feel with the way that they did the lighting. You know, because this this little fight or this little skirmish takes place at night, mm-hmm. but it's still on the boat, so everything's confined. And... Honestly, that's when Sonny does the, his best work. You know, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. he paints in blood. He does. Yeah, he does. And w- one of the most, I think, iconic 
portions of a fight sequence I think we'll take from this season. Sonny gets a, a spear that you hook fish with. He stabs one of the River King's men through the throat with it and uses the guy on the end of the fish spear <laughs> yeah. to kind of ward off two of the other right. River King's guys. <laughs> yeah, I'd be having my harpoon loaded. He's using him as like a fish meat shield. Yeah. It's just like he said, like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the guy's like, oh shit, trying to stab him and they can't reach him. Meanwhile, they're just putting him back. That was fuckery, right? That, that was. That was. I mean, anytime you use a person as a meat shield, right? I mean, whether it be in video games, television, movies, you automatically score cool points with me. So good and violent, and, and like it, it just so it was wonderful. And then the next thing, whoosh, off with the head, yep. you know, just just gone. And, and it's, for me, it's so awesome to see that we have this this kind of dichotomy between the two characters of Sonny within mm-hmm. himself. You get this very protective father figure, but you still have his visceral nature of being a clipper. No matter how much he wants to try to run from his past, he's a killer. Yeah. I mean, and he and he is a very good killer. Yeah. <laughs> he's good at what he does, but he's willing to give people a chance until you talk about his baby. Yep. Don't talk about the baby. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the baby. Slash, slash, slash. And everybody, even but even like, Badgie got some good licks in. Yep. And even Lily was like, "Woo, ouch!" You know, she was like the audience surrogate too, because it was great. Because we were, I had the same time as she was going, "Woo," we were going, "Woo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, with with that, I guess dynamic between those two characters with uh, with Sunny and Badgie, and now we've got like this weird, like, I guess this weird like stool, you know, between Badgie and. And Lily and Sunny. Now that we've got this like three legged stool, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see with you know the the interaction between Lily and Sunny because you know Lily just sees Sunny as Badgie's friend. Mm-hmm. But the more I guess backstory, the more information that that Lily gets on Sunny, she realizes that she, that he's really kind of using Badgie just to kind of get where he needs to go for his son. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a I guess a a relationship that had to happen, uh, or that needed to happen. It's more one that had to happen. Yeah, and but I think, and now at the, in her eyes, but us as viewers know, it's more of like a deeper friendship. It is. It, it's more time. of a friendship. But, and then the same thing with Badgie and Lily. I mean, they they both have kind of conflicting stories, but then kind of not. But yep. at the same time, after everything was said and done, it was really good on Badgie to finally say, "Look." Yeah. One, 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 one. He said. One. He said. I'm. I'm glad you're doing this for the kid. You know, me. All everything I've done to you aside. Thank you for helping the child, which was good until we found out she kind of betrayed. But, meh. but finally, even after when she had him dead to rights, when she he could have easily got away. He yep. easily could have went up, up, up and got away. He goes, look, I'm sorry. After everything, I'm my bad. And that was good that he finally apologized. Yeah, because it's been some years. Yeah, it's there, been, I mean, there's it's some miles. There. There's some it, it, <laughs> happy ending. There's, but, there's some miles on the anger car, right? <laughs> but so, and then now that they have like after the River King has been dispatched, and he's now I guess part of the crew, a a very unwilling part of the crew. Yeah, he's been. You're gonna well, me let's over. put it this way: his his little army or his henchmen have been dispatched, <laughs> but the River King has now been taken hostage because he tells Sonny kind of a pleading moment for his life. 
you know, in order to get to the pilgrim, I know where you're going. You're going to need me to get there. Right? But it was kind of this funny shit because he was like, after everybody was decimated, here comes Jimi Hendrix. Well, now I guess I got you where I want you. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> what were you saying? A fish hook down the face? Is yeah. that what you that? Like, oh, I was like, ah. Oh, that was, it was terrible. I mean, because you see, you see just how mean spirited Sonny can get when he's trying to. You know, trying to protect his, his means, family. And it's a means to an end. Yeah. I mean, and he realizes he's already been, I guess he's already been double-crossed by the by the River King once, and he's not going to allow Jimi Hendrix to do it the second time. So right. as he's kind of interrogating him, he takes that fish hook and just, like, sticks it in his cheek and just kind of Captain Lou Albano's his down the, <laughs> down the cheek. And it's, it was a... Just it was scars a, him. Just yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. Yeah. Give me a reason not to kill you. Exactly. And he meant every word he said. Yep. So, yeah. So, does that wrap up the Wastelands for this particular episode for us? It does. But that's, it's, that's a good, uh, interesting thing to think about. Now that they know exactly where to go. Yep. Because now that the River King says, I know what you're looking for, let's go. Yep. Directly to the Pilgrim. Yep. So. And we're not going to have any more, any more like Waterworld stops or anything like that because now we, you know, he's just not aimlessly seeking this place. Mm-hmm. The River King is going to take him there. We think. Yeah. Conjecture. I mean, there, there, the, there, there's more story to tell. Yeah. We still got more in this season. We saw the trailers for next like episode. There's more, but... There's, exactly. Like, we, but wait, there's more. Right. But they're on the path. Yep. So they, they are on the path to the Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. So now that we jump out of the Wastelands, we jump in back into the <laughs> Badlands. We're going to talk about the Widow, Tilda... Uh, we didn't see Lydia this episode, but we did get mentions from no, her. No, we did see a little bit of Lydia just the very, very, very beginning. Oh, that's right. I'm just sorry. Just for like a very beginning. Yeah. It was an interesting thing. It was thing. Like one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. We, we get uh, the widow, Tilda, Lydia for a scene, Odessa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the Pilgrim, yes. MK, Evil Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, a.k.a. <laughs> Cressida. And Crestor. <laughs> we, we see Castor and Nix. Yeah. And... Let's just go ahead and jump into which one would you rather go with? Uh, let's let's just get Lydia and uh, Odessa out of the way and go right into Tilda. Awesome. Okay. So the scene that we see with Odessa and Tilda and Lydia. Yeah, that was a very good scene because you know I really I really like the fact that Lydia is dropping mad knowledge on to on Tilda, saying, "Look, you need to calm down. You need to like just listen." And just take a breath and see what's happening. I mean, she's saying what Tilda needs to hear, you know. So that was that's just that small part that she was in, and I was like, yep. good for her. But that brought me to Odessa. Fuck Odessa. Fuck that shit. Anybody who's going to give anybody an ultimatum, like it's hey, you either got to worry about loving me or taking care of all these other people and trying to make peace in the world and blah 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 you know and for her to say so what's it going to be right after Tilda just got better she was just mending on their wounds and she was like what are you going to do now nope bye damn fuck you Odessa I know that, that is that is hardcore for Odessa just to kind of leave right you know because they obviously have feelings for one another mm-hmm. but I think at this point Odessa is just so battle weary you know she she ain't about that life that's uh, true. As the kids say nowadays. But what else does she want to do? Just go about being bandits and shit? No, I don't think she wants that necessarily, but I think she wants the, the reciprocation of the, the caring factor from Tilda. Hmm. You know, and, and she sees that, you know, Tilda has 
some type of affection for MK, and that that really bothers her. And now she has this other affection for the refugees and Lydia's camp, and she wants to try to further that. Mm-hmm. And I think that really bothers her as well. She's really doubting, you know, Tilda's, I guess, loyalty to her or her her love for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's probably the best way I can put it. And, and you know, part of it has to be. I mean, dude, she's tired of getting her ass kicked. I mean, yeah, Odessa's gotten her ass kicked a, a bunch of times. So has Tilda. Yeah, that's you true. Know, because they, they're going up against these these very formidable odds, yeah. and they just. I mean, they won't quit because they are warriors. That's true. I was just like, God damn, you are cold-blooded, Odessa. It is. I mean, it's a cold-blooded thing, but sometimes you just got to cut ties. Yeah. You know? So we, we see that with Odessa and Lydia, and Lydia pretty much bows out for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And you know, then she goes so off does, and does Lydia things. And then so does Odessa. Yep. And Odessa does as well. We see that Tilda actually goes back to the widow, mm-hmm. and she forms this very uneasy pact. After looking at that weird aftermath of the battle at the refugee yeah. camp, yeah. that was a fucked up scene. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of what you see in like you know war movies. Yeah, just, you know, like everybody's in triage. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of you know patching people up the best they can. And even though it was only one, just like a two two three minute scene, it was still kind of very cool for me to see that the aftermath of like carnage like that you know because yeah. that's something you don't really see we see like movies and shit like you don't see like the aftermath of John Wick like all the henchmen that survived like oh, 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 oh. All, all the John Wick you know the, all the casualties are going to like urgent care right you don't see that you know that's excuse me sir how did you break your arm like this the Baba Yaga well you see I kicked this guy's dog <laughs> right <laughs> so like that was just a kind of interesting scene and then and even the, the, the new leader of the uh, refugees like, man, you fucking dropped the ball. You're supposed to come and protect us. And where, where, are, you, where are you at? Yeah, and I mean, she's, well, she's not even so. Yeah, I mean, and she's really the, the de facto uh, leader of the refugees. I mean, she's more so like the surgeon. You know, she, she's like the Hawkeye mm-hmm. of, of this MASH unit. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not necessarily the leader, but she's kind of been thrust in this role because Lydia's gone off to do her viceroy stuff. Mm-hmm. Tilda's kind of gone off to do whatever the hell Tilda's been doing. Yeah. So she's she's been left without, you know, any type of direction or leadership in this camp. Mm-hmm. And she's just trying to patch people together the best she can. So we we get a lot with Tilda. We get a lot with that little interaction there, you know, and, and how uneasy it is for... You know the 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 meatball surgeon, yeah, to you know really buy into Tilda's, I guess plot, right? You know because she's all she's seeing is all the aftermath of this war with you know Madame Chow and, and the widow. So, but Which I mean, brings her to the widow and yeah. that weird alliance that was fucked up. I mean, that was a really weird, oh, not weird, but good plan on Tilda to tell the widow like, hey. I'm not your daughter in this. Yeah, I'm not um, your regent. I'm not nope. coming back. You, know? you need my help. I need your help. But can I ask, was that a really weird shot, kind of an OJ glove moment? Because, like, the widow's glove was half off. Like, you could see, like, the the, the, the splits in her fingers. It's like, it's like, you know, kiss the ring, bitch. Right? <laughs> I think it was just to make her look more spindly and sinister. Okay. You know, just... Trickery. Right? <laughs> and maybe just the wind. But that was a very... Once again... Not a cold thing to do, but like when she went to reach her, like she goes, ah, don't touch me. Yeah, you know, very like, standoffish. Yeah, very. I was like, wow, Tilda, you are just. 
Well, but I think that Tilda is seeing all of the aftermath yeah. of what this war is doing to people. Yeah. And I think her humanity's kind of shining through. And, you know, I wasn't like, boo, Tilda, but I was like, I wasn't like necessarily like, yay, Tilda. You know, I was just You were like, indifferent, Tilda. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, good for you, Tilda. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we see this uneasy alliance struck up between the Widow and Tilda, mm-hmm. which will indefinitely play out in, in you know future episodes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, now we really have to come to... Widow. Yeah, the Widow and Pilgrim. Yeah. And so, we know from previous episodes that the Widow actually took Castor... You know, Crestor is genius calls him. I, I guess Crestor is right for her. So, <laughs> so she takes Castor uh, hostage, and, well, and she's what doing, would you do, Nathaniel? <laughs> and she she's doing her best to kind of keep this guy alive, kind of patch him up. And yeah. she's using a holistic healer, you know, kind of do acupuncture to keep his dark chi in, in at bay. Dark chi puncher, Crestor puncher, and, and she. <laughs> She makes the comment to Nathaniel Moon as he's standing there, you know, what would you have me do? And Nathaniel Moon just coldly goes, cut off his head and send it to the Pilgrim as a message. I'm like, damn! And he's dead fucking serious, too! I mean, and it was instant. It was like, like, hmm, let me think about this. Cut cut off his head! Because if you really want to know, I mean, I'll let you know. know? (laughs) There's got to be a happy medium, you know? Yeah. So we see that Widow actually does not kill Caster. Yeah. You know, she uses him as a bargaining chip with the Pilgrim. You know? Not even that. She's just... Well, a, a, a bargaining chip because she, she literally says, you know, because she's questioned, you know, why mm-hmm. did you give Caster back our only leverage piece? Yeah. Why did you give him back to the Pilgrim? And she even says, as walking away, you know, I didn't do this out of the goodness of my heart. I did this to buy us time so we can crush Chow. Mm-hmm. Then once we crush Chow, we get her army... And then we crush the pilgrim. Right. So she, she's thinking steps ahead, which is awesome. She was, and that was a really good scene. I really liked that interplay with them because when they're coming up, she even tells Tilda, she goes like, "MK is just here by his own yep. accord." She goes, "Don't keep your start wits about shit, you." Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that she knew that MK was like with them. You know, yeah. I thought she was still looking for it, but I guess you know, news travels fast in the Badlands. Yeah, because it's about the size of this table, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good play, and then just like when Evil Oprah said, uh, "You're ha- you have the dark one," you used to have that. She goes, "What?" You know, yeah, that how was, did you know that? Right? That was a good like scene because it went like in slow motion. And she was like, "Holy shit!" And then finally, when they're like agreement, it kind of went back to, and she had a little evil plan started working yeah. and smirk. I loved that scene. It was really the well was like, She has spy tech. She, she knows! knows! Right? <laughs> but she says it within earshot of the Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. So now the Pilgrim knows that at some point the Widow had, you know, this this dark power. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is it unlocked? Is it gone? You know, I don't think it's gone. I, I would. I want to see the widow kick so much ass with Dark Chi. Right. I think that would be awesome. Oh, I hope. I. I hope at some point in time, like in future episodes, way down the line, we see Dark Chi Sunny versus Dark Chi Widow. I want to see like season twenty into the Badlands, Dark Chi Widow, Dark Chi Sunny. Ruling the Badlands with an iron fist. And then the son of Dark Chi Widow and the son of Dark Chi, like, uh, Sonny, fighting for supremacy. <laughs> ah! But it literally writes itself. Right? It writes itself. Ah! But, um, no, that was a great shot of the Widow. 
It was. I mean, yeah. it really and, shows and a good play. Yeah, it very shows good that she's thinking. thinking. You know, steps ahead as opposed to just kind of you know what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she she knows what she has to do. She has to win this war outright, and she knows that they know what she knows. And for now, you're about confused. her dark cheat. Okay. About her dark cheat. So now they can really work together. Right. I think now that she knows that they can, she'll be more apt to, especially to crush Madame Chow and crush her enemies. See them driven before you and hear the lamentation of the dark ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what we uh, the the other play that that actually buys her it buys her a little bit of time mm-hmm. with the pilgrim, but it also buys her good faith. Yeah, because by her returning Caster, you know that's yeah. like you know even the pilgrim says thank you for returning my son to me. Right, it shows mercy. It yep. shows that she has some benevolence. And she's like, look, I tried everything I can. He was a guest, not a prisoner. Even though he tried to kill me and fucked up. Here he is. Yep. And so, at least she tried. And, and like I, we've said before, the widow's a bad mamma jamma man. As opposed to setting a head. So, I don't know, man. I, I kind of I kind of waver on the side of Nathaniel Moon with this one. <laughs> just put it. Oh, what's in the box? Mm-hmm. But God, when Caster finally. Okay, so okay, there we are. All right, so that gets us up to speed with. What happened between the widow and the pilgrim? Mm-hmm. So now Castor is, I guess, recouping back at the Natural Science, uh, you know, <laughs> museum, right? Where where the pilgrim is, you know, held up shop, mm-hmm. and you see that Nix, the other the other dark one, and MK are kind of talking and whatnot, and you know, Castor is very jealous of that that friendship slash budding romance right. between those two. And because s- that, 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 that hand holding thing is the- well, the, before the hand holding uh, thing, you know, Castor is still very uneasy with having MK there, yeah. And he takes up a sword against him. And MK, I mean, granted, Castor is very diminished at this point, yeah, because you know what, fuck you, MK, exactly, like, fuck you, MK, because stop working on the man's woman, right? Not even that, there he's dying, he's on his deathbed, he's having a final heart to heart with Nix, who is his partner. And I don't know how partner they got, but partner, yeah. right? And he goes, "What's going on here? What's happening? Fuck you, MK! Give me five more minutes. Let him talk. You exactly. know, it's like ah, it's stop. like it's like a, almost like a sibling love that they right? have because I mean they've gone through these different wars. They've been they've been used as the pilgrims' attack dogs for yeah. so many you know so yeah. many years. And he knows that he's dying and going rewinding a little bit back. Um, the Pilgrim versus Cressida on the topic of the whole yeah. pastor thing. That was a very... Um, it was tense. Yeah, it was a very tense. Thing. Like, how fucking dare you send my my son out to die? And then, you know, Cressida even tells him, you know, hey, I didn't send him. He, he went on his own volition. And then the Pilgrim says, you know, if you challenge me again or if you go behind my back again... You know we're we're gonna have at it, yeah. And I'm just like, wow, Pilgrim's gonna kill Evil Oprah, yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> but technically, she wasn't lying. I mean, he did right, but she the, did manipulate Caster into going. But at the same time, if you're gonna go, if you know you're gonna go die, and you're a warrior, and you're fighting for a cause, you know, and you want to fight a warrior's death because this is the Badlands. I mean, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you might as well go out on your sword, right? You know, like the uh, what's her what's her face said in the three hundred. You know, Spartan, come back with your shield or on it. Yeah, so there you yep. go. I mean, come on, it's the Badlands. Yep, right. But at the same time, yeah, you do that shit again. I don't care who you are. I'm putting your head in a pie, Evil Oprah. Yep. God damn. So, 
and, that, and, then, and then the pilgrim and Stedman are going to go have pancakes. <laughs> so, so that brings us back up to Crestor. Yep. And like fucking bitch ass MK coming in on that moment, man. And then having to like, alright, alright. I mean, I don't even think it was necessarily MK trying to be a little a-hole. But he was. But, I mean, it turns out to be that way because, I mean... He's MK. I mean, we, we know his character through the first three seasons. Right. I mean, he's a little butthole. And he adapted hella quick to the yeah, fucking, uh, Pilgrim lifestyle. I know, Dude, man. Like coming out looking like Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> You're the pan pan to man. <laughs> MK. Whoa. <laughs> right. Fucking. <laughs> the guy. Just give him five more minutes, man. Yeah, exactly. To kind of say his wherewithal. <laughs> and, and we see that the pilgrim kind of you know lets Nix and MK go go their own way, and they that that handhold, and you could just see one. He knows that he got his ass kicked by MK, and then the MK, and then for uh, MK to like come on, and then to hold Nix's hand as they walk. That was insult to injury, man. It was. It was like literally kicking him in the balls while he was down. Right. I mean, he already knows he's replaced by the pilgrim side by MK. Yep. And now he's replaced. Uh, in Nix's heart. heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, man, fuck. It's like a bad Phil Collins song. Right? And then Pilgrim, <laughs> then Pilgrim coming in. Let me tell you about the samurai. They had a wonderful thing called sabuku. You know? <laughs> well, the Pilgrim starts to talk to, to Castor about, you know, the, the loyalty and the, the dignity that the samurai had. He equates Nix and Castor to, to samurai. Then all of a sudden he chokes him out, breaks his neck. <laughs> so it's like, wow. And, and you can tell. That was so sad, I though. Mean, it, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't mean to. No, to, we're laughing, to, we're right. joking, because, well, I mean, honestly, we're talking about it in the Badlands, we're, and we're also, when it boils down to, we're a comedy we're show. Yeah, we're we're, fan, we're, we're fan fans. Fanboys. We're, we're fans. Fanboys. We're having a good. But that was heartbreaking. It was, because, you know, the Pilgrim has done, you know, he's gone against his his evil, you know, the evil Oprah. Yeah, you know, his evil set Priestess. Yeah. You know, he's gone against her and saying that, you know, if you do something behind my back again, you know, whether it be one of my children or not, you know, mm-hmm. you'll have to answer to me. Okay, cool. We, we've got that understood. And he's been very protective of, you know, replacing Caster. Yeah. Even though he knows he's in a diminished role. Yeah, even though he knows he has to replace Caster right. with MK. And, and you can tell how terribly just painful it is, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally for the Pilgrim to have to kill Caster because, I mean, he's been so protective of him like his son. That Yeah, he like he said, that is my son. Thank you for returning my son. Right. I mean, and so for him, and you can see the pain in his eyes because he had to do it, yep. you know? And... Because he knew he had to do it, and better better him to go out that way than for him to like. Uh, yeah, exactly. In, like in his diminished capacity, gets off by like one of the widow's butterflies, or MK, right? Or yeah. something stupid. Like he releases his dark chi, and his his heart explodes. You know something? Because he <laughs> he becomes a dark chi ghost. He just like, turns into a black hole. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> but but. I mean, you know, it had to be done. Yeah. And it was so sad. I mean, it really it was a heartbreaking scene. I mean, we we're making jokes, but it was a heart, I mean, like, yeah, and even with even with being a quote bad guy. I mean, right. we're we're able as the audience to be able to see both sides of this, you know, good versus evil type of thing. Mm-hmm. And even being a quote bad guy, I thought Caster and Nix as a team. Yeah. I mean, when we got introduced to him in badasses. The, the episode 1 of right. this season, they're bad. I mean, yeah. they're, they're kick-ass warriors. Mm-hmm. And so to see him kind of, you know, 
kind of just kind of frail away, and 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 then to be replaced by Axel MK. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. So it, it's tough. It, yeah. it, it's tough not only for you know the the the, the Pilgrim. I felt it's tough for us, right? I felt bad for the villain. Yeah. I mean, the you know, I because I, the Pilgrim is technically the a villain. You know, yeah. so. He, feels, he believes it. He's a, he's a zealot. I yeah. mean, he believes in what he believes in. Yeah, and he believes so, wholeheartedly. So, and every, no, there's no there's no real good and evil in the Badlands. Always shades of gray. Exactly. So it was so, sad to see that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it was interesting that that they would go that far to kill off a character that we've only seen you know just a couple episodes ago. Yeah, but it gave a good pathos and a good humanity to the. Yeah, villains. and a good payoff with his death yeah. too. Yeah, it was because I think I think the death. Pilgrim is going to be a little bit more centered now. Yeah. So. Do we have anything else that we need to talk about with the Badlands? I, I think that was it. Awesome. So we've covered the Wastelands, we've covered the Badlands. Uh-huh. Like we do on all of our episodes, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rank this episode? I really enjoyed this episode. I thought the fight scenes were very good. Uh, especially the opening... Fish hook Larry. Right? This is the opening fight scene is Fish Larry. Down, down, bend, down, 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 Right? So Hendrix getting fish hooked was pretty fucking awesome. The whole sunny... The whole fucking... Um, Wastelands app or the Wastelands app the Wasteland side was very well done I really enjoyed yeah, the story I did too and then same thing with the Badlands there was a lot of good tension building and a lot of good puzzle pieces um my only beef I really I just it, it just the, the, some of them I would have liked it better if it was a little bit more edited a bit better I kind of for a second there for a second there before the emotional impact of uh of the death of Castor by uh, by the Pilgrim. I was like, man, they should have just stopped there at the uh, boat. Now we got to see fucking MK. But it was a good fucking payoff. Yeah, it was a good payoff. So it it succeeded my expectations. So I'm going to give this episode an eight. Okay, I really enjoyed this episode. Awesome. And I'm actually going to echo your sentiment there, and I'm going to give it an eight because I, the only part that. That seemed a little wonker for me, and I think it's just because we haven't seen the whole kind of character kind of develop. Mm-hmm. Is young Sonny? Yeah, and I mean, and that I, I'm not scoring it down because of that. I'm just saying, if I had the Blu-ray in our hand of season three, and we were able to watch, you know, the the coming See what episodes later, I, I think this episode would probably be like a nine, nine point two, nine point five, somewhere yeah. in there, because it does. It gives us a lot of payoff with a lot of characters. Gives us a lot of cool motion with some characters that mm-hmm. we didn't have a huge part in, in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. But I do. I want to see who saves Sonny. Is pulling the strings yeah, I, I, in the I, past. I've got a sneaky suspicion it's Waldo that's always saving him because they've had that weird kind of father-son dynamic going uh-huh. on in, in previous seasons. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that's actually Waldo or possibly somebody else. You're, you're holding out for more anticipation of payoff. Yes. Yes. I can see that. So I'm going to go eight. You're going to go eight. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that we will be back next week. No more hiatus until the end of the season, I believe, unless something, you know, wonkers comes up with AMC. Uh, but with that being said, on behalf of my co-host, Genius Piggy, I am Dustin P. <laughs> and I'm going to go get a fish hook.